Right now we're talking birthday cakes. It's apparently birthday season. Stats NZ tells us the 10 most common birthdays are between this Friday, 22nd of, uh, of September, and the 4th of October. The most popular birth date, 29th of September. And so perhaps you're thinking about birthday cakes, whether you're planning to buy one or make one. Our birthday cake expert today has some tips. If you've got something you'd like to ask about birthday cakes, you can text us on 2101. RNZ producer and celebrated home baker Sally Ward is with us now. Hi, Sally. Kia ora, Jessie. Kia ora, nice to see you. Hey, thanks so much. Sally works very hard behind the scenes, almost never comes onto the microphone. And I've been looking forward to this day. And here we are. How did you get into baking? Oh, a long time ago. It feels like now, even though I'm not super old. But I, when I was 12 years old, I would credit my first proper foray into baking. Um, but I, I spent a lot of time at home by myself. Um, my mum passed away when I was young. And so I think baking just became this great activity to keep myself occupied, to learn stuff. Um, and to impress the older people in your yeah. life. <laughs> We're talking specifically about birthday cakes. Is there a point at which a cake becomes a birthday cake? I think it's the candles. <laughs> I think <Yeah>. anything, <laughs> once you slap the candles on it, it does become a cake. But I have been thinking about what specifically makes a birthday cake, and I think there's a little bit of extra... Um, I want to say sprinkles, mm-hmm. because you wouldn't really put sprinkles in any other type of no, you wouldn't. cake. If you had friends coming around for morning tea, you wouldn't yeah. necessarily... Yeah. I'd maybe do a scone with a, with a whipped cream and a jam, but I wouldn't necessarily do a cupcake with sprinkles. But I might on a birthday. So candles and sprinkles, maybe. You are not a baking historian, but I know that you've put a bit of research into the origins of birthday cakes. Please go ahead and tell us. It is. I think it's quite fascinating. Yeah. It's a little bit myth a bit. I think it's hard. There's no one who's written a you know, a long, well-researched book on where do birthday cakes come mm-hmm. from. Uh, it seems we have been making them for a long time. There's people crediting the Greeks, the Egyptians, the ancient Greeks, I should say, the ancient Egyptians with celebration cakes, um, baking things shaped in the moon to give to Artemis uh, for celebrations, lighting candles for that reason. But um, officially most sources credit the the Germans in the 18th century with making a what you might consider a birthday cake with the candles. I think um, the Germans gave us the Christmas tree as well. Got a lot, yeah. of, lot to thank the Germans They've for. They've got some good festivities. Yeah. Not every aspect of German history worth celebrating, but we'll move on. And the birthday cakes, I guess, came about too because they were quite expensive, these sweet ingredients back in the day, right? It yeah. had to be a special occasion that you were using things like sugar and eggs. It's true. And also, I think for a long time... Um, because these ingredients weren't always widely available to make to get sugar, to get eggs, to get flour. They are quite luxurious. Mm. Um, so it was a wealthy person's endeavour um, until those things became a, a little bit more widely available for, for a children's birthday party. Sally, what is a cake? <laughs> um, these days we think of a cake as something that tends to be risen with um, a, a rising agent like baking soda or baking powder. But I think you've mainly got – it's your flour, your eggs – your butter and your sugar, <laughs> yeah, uh, or variations of it, and so you mix them together. Different what what do each of those things do in a recipe? Oh, um, so you've got 
flour and eggs, and those ingredients are key to building structure, um, so giving it that nice stability. And then you have um, fat, which might be milk or um, a yogurt, and um, sugar, and those things weaken the structure of the flour. Um, and they those two things can combine together, I guess, so what your structure building and your structure weakening will combine together to make something that's lovely and fluffy and tender. That's very clever. It weakens it in a good way. In a good way, yeah. yeah. So people sometimes try and go, oh, I don't like a sweet cake. I'll get rid of half the sugar. Um, but if you just take out half the sugar, you, you're actually you're, you're taking out part of the magic that's going to make mm. it. It's going to give it... Um, a tenderness and a certain type of crumb. It makes it rise in a certain way. Um, so the, the sugar does more than just making it sweet. Is it useful to divide birthday cakes up further into different sorts of cake, or are we just going to stick with this basic principle, flour, eggs, sugar, oil, whatever? I think when I think about birthday cakes, there's a birthday cake can be any cake. So it can be a carrot cake or a banana cake or... Uh, depending on the person that you're baking it for. Mm. But I think it's fun to think about birthday cakes as a classic chocolate cake or a classic b- vanilla kind of pound cake. Uh-huh. And a chocolate cake, are we just adding cocoa to those other ingredients Ingredients you've already listed? Well, I have a favourite go-to chocolate cake recipe mm. um, that actually doesn't have butter in it. So there's you can have cakes that don't have butter um, and they use oil and more liquid and they're more liquidy. Um, so that chocolate cake recipe is, um, well, it's, it's, it's kind of, I think, fail-proof, um, because it's very liquidy and you can, um, I've completely forgotten the question, Jesse. Yeah. Um, well, just really asking, um, whether chocolate cake is just throwing cocoa in with those other things, but I think what you're getting at is that, um, you can also have vegan cakes where you're sort of deleting ingredients and substituting them as well. Yeah, well, the reason why I say I got interested in that is, okay, so I tried the Edmunds chocolate cake, and that is basically that vanilla cake with a few tablespoons of cocoa. Yeah. It's awful. It's terrible. (laughs) I tried. I tried to make it. I I set myself the challenge. I thought, this is Edmunds. This has got to be a good, reliable recipe. But, But no. No. So I think with a chocolate cake, you want to do things like build that chocolatey flavor with cocoa and coffee um, Mm. and using... Lots of, lots of it. Um, let's talk about icings. Yeah. Okay. So, well, cakes first. You mentioned chocolates, carrot, banana cake, of course. Yeah. Some people. I'd love to know if people like banana cake. I it like feels banana like divisive. Cake. You like banana cake. Yeah. With that, what's the? Is it the cream cheese icing? No, not cream cheese. What do you have? Is it the lemon icing? Passion Sometimes icing? people do the lemon icing, but you can also just do the classic icing with a little, like a tablespoon of butter. Yeah. Icing sugar. And a tablespoon of cocoa. Okay, we'll come back That's to that in a second. Favorite. What did you say, Ayana? Chocolate on banana cake. Chocolate on banana cake. Okay, so that's okay. Yeah, definitely. What are your choices for chocolate cake when it comes to icing? I like a chocolate buttercream. Yeah. Or a chocolate ganache. Okay, well, we're going to have to um, tangent here. Yeah. Types of icing. <laughs> Talk to me. Okay, buttercream is probably the one I would say that's the most popular at the moment. Um, And I think it's important that we take some time to talk about what makes a good buttercream and Mm. how to get a good buttercream. Okay, go on. Um, So I have a – people have different ratios for how much icing sugar to butter that they like. Mm. For for a buttercream, start with your your softened or your room temperature butter. Mm. I never have my butter out 
at room temperature. Um, so I have to microwave it for 25 seconds. Mm. It's never failed me. It's maybe not uh, the best organisational skills. <laughs> and then the key is to whip the butter for a really, really long time. Mm. So I've had quite a few people ask me, oh, why is my buttercream tasting a bit funny or it's not really spreadable or it doesn't have that kind of lightness that I'm thinking of when I'm looking for a nice buttercream? Yeah. Just not whipping it long enough. Uh. I, I, 10 minutes with the hand beater as a minimum. And you'll watch, you just start with the softened butter and just whip the butter by itself. What are you whipping for 10 it minutes. with? Hand a beater. hand beater, yeah. Like the old egg beater? Yeah. Ah. The, ex- the pro bakers will tell you you need a stand mixer, um, and they are right. It would be <laughs> a lot faster. Um, with but a not stand everyone mixer. has but a stand not everyone, mixer. That's right. Not everyone has a stand mixer, and I have done it many times with um, a hand beater, and it, it still comes up lovely. And So you must and get through your hand beaters. The one I've got at the moment is... Um, no, it's about five years old, uh-huh. and it's going strong. Good. You have to give it breaks, <laughs> you know. But you make a pavlova. You think about, you make a pavlova. You're standing there for a long time, whipping, whipping those eggs. Okay, so, so the it's like cream. that. So we're whipping the butter. It actually looks like meringue when you whip it long enough. Wow, have you got anything in in there with it? Just butter at this stage. Okay. So then when it starts getting nice and kind of really pale and creamy, and it, it, again, it will completely change te- texture. It won't look like butter at all. Mm-hmm. That's when I'd add my icing sugar. Some people like uh, to make what is called a crusting buttercream where you would add equal weight of or more icing sugar than butter. Mm-hmm. So, but I think that's too sweet. And it, that's when, you know, when you get a cake from a, you, you know, someone serves a cake and it's got a buttercream that has a crust on it. Mm. I personally don't like that. Mm. Some people do. But um, so I use half the amount. So I'd use 500 grams of butter and about 300 grams of Icing sugar. This is great stuff, Sally. If you've got a question for Sally, our uh, birthday cake baker, you can text us on 2101. Um, some messages coming through. No, 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 says Hamish. This is not aimed at you, Sally. No, no, no. Banana cake demands coffee icing with walnuts. No alternatives. That's pretty good. Chocolate cake with mascarpone icing. So good. We haven't got to that other yeah. variations of icing yet. I'll put you on hold. Sandra says yogurt icing with carrot cake and chopped dried apricots in your banana cake. Do you approve? I you mean, can be honest. Yeah, I just, I'm not a fan of a dried apricot in a cake. <laughs> like, I just, you know. It's, it's a bit mean. It's fine, but it's not, it's not, it's a birthday. We're not putting dried fruit, you know, maybe in general, maybe for your Sunday afternoon tea. Someone's got a question about scones, but I'm not going to put it to you because it's not scone day, it's birthday cake I day. Can, I can probably ask, answer I know you can. <laughs> we'll get you back for scones. Okay, so that's buttercream, and thank you for those tips. Oh, but you can flavour it as well. Okay, yes, You can on. add melted chocolate mm-hmm. to, to a buttercream, and if you add melted chocolate, like preferably very dark chocolate, to a buttercream, it will taste like whipped chocolate chocolate mousse mm. it tastes unreal yeah. and it also can maybe make the icing a little bit less sweet if you've used dark chocolate and it will it'll taste like mousse and people you put that on a chocolate cake and people go what have you put in this what why does this taste so good gosh and it's the melted chocolate my wife i'm sure um she won't mind me telling you has a real problem with icing oh she can't stop eating it oh like she's got restraint in every other area of her <laughs> life, but if there's a bowl of icing, she just cannot stop putting her finger in and eating it. It, it tastes it's good. A, it's a sickness. It's the best part of making a cake. Um, chocolate, how else might you flavour your buttercream icing? 
Oh, um, I am really into using colours from natural things. So if you have some berries or something, mm. you can just put a little bit of the the juice from from your frost frosted defrozen yeah. <laughs> defrosted yeah. berries um, as a little bit of of pink. But you can make anything. I've made rhubarb buttercream where I've had stewed rhubarb and then blended it in the Nutribullet or whatever, uh, and then just whipped that, just folded that into the buttercream, and it's so delicious. And then it's pink, but just from your rhubarb. Jesse, you interrupted the buttercream recipe. I want to know exactly how to do it. How long do you mix in the icing sugar? Oh, I continue mixing in the icing sugar for probably about five minutes. So um, that was about ten minutes of whipping the butter. Ten minutes of the butter, five minutes of the icing sugar. Mm-hmm. It feels like a really long time. You should probably have an album. Um, playing that you really like to listen to, that you like yeah. to get to the end. That's how they um, do recipes. Yeah. 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 With, with actual names of songs. Yeah. Start whipping during Let It Be and during the long and winding road, add your icing sugar. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's uh, that's pretty much it. And then I add um, a, about a teaspoon of vanilla essence. Um, yeah. So it's whipping that butter by itself. You want it nice and soft for 10 minutes Add your icing sugar, sift it in, because if you get lumps in it, they are quite hard to work those lumps out afterwards. Mm-hmm. Uh, teaspoon of vanilla, and then sometimes add a pinch of salt if it's you know brings out the sweetness, evens it out. Should take you about twenty minutes total. Yeah, salt and baking is a bit of a revelation, eh? Yeah. Victoria reckons she adds salt to all her baking. It's important. Yeah. But I one thing I'm interested in too is like a lot of recipes will say use unsalted butter. Yeah. And so for a buttercream, a lot of recipes would say use unsalted butter. Uh-huh. So you te- you don't really need to add salt when you've got a salted mm, butter. Got it. And I don't really use unsalted butter because it's way more expensive. Okay. And I've never had a problem with it. My wife started buying that barista milk because it's cheaper than normal milk. Oh. Topic for another conversation. Now, banana cake must have lemon icing. Chocolate icing is a crime. That's not Hamish again. That's someone else. Oh, dear. Uh, kia ora, says Charlie. Sally, any tips on how to avoid my cake sinking in the middle? We're jumping ahead, but I do like to sprinkle uh, listener questions in as well, so um, please. Yeah. Okay, sinking in the middle, it does tend to be an undercook- undercooking issue. Um, or too much baking soda are quite quite common problems. Too much baking soda will cause a sinkage. Yeah, and you can taste it usually. Like if, you have, if a cake comes out sunken and then you you'll be able to taste the baking soda. But it tends to be not cooking it for long enough. So so then if that, that middle hasn't risen properly and set, when you take it out, it's going to collapse. Okay. So you just want to make sure you're cooking it for long enough. But also if your oven temperature is too low, then it, it doesn't rise properly. Uh-huh. Yeah. You can't always trust your, uh, your little dial on your oven. No. You, no, you can't. I've had many a busted oven uh, as a, a young person who – Moves around flats. Yeah. Terrible. I was wondering, ovens. actually, you moved to Auckland only a year or two ago. Did you um, test out your oven before you signed the lease? I didn't. Uh, and I've had a terrible, terrible oven that I did buy an oven thermometer for. They cost about $20. A uh, little analog one. It, it did save the day on a number of occasions. Mm. Dave says, Jesse, there are old hand-powered egg beaters for sale in antique shops that have lasted 60 or 70 years, but they do cost over $100. Contemporary egg beaters, like many other kitchen utensils now, are rubbish and fall apart very quickly. Thank you, Dave. Please share the chocolate cake recipe, says somebody. Go on. Just give us the okay. give us the broad brush. I did strokes. print it out in case oh. we wanted to talk about it. Um, Go on, then. 
This one, it's not what you might think of as a, as a creaming method cake, so it doesn't have any butter. So it's two cups of sugar, uh, one and a third, one and three quarter cups of standard flour, um, three quarter cups of cocoa powder, two teaspoons of baking Hang soda. On, you say that one again? Three quarters of a cup of cocoa powder. Okay, thank you. Uh, one, oh, two teaspoons of baking soda, one teaspoon of baking powder. Um, we don't need to go through all the measurements, but that's your dry ingredients: mm-hmm. sugar, flour, cocoa powder, rising agents. I'd put those in a bowl, mix them together. Uh, and this is an important point, isn't it? Yeah, I think like if you think about it, if you just whack all the dry ingredients in a bowl and and don't kind of mix them together, then when you add your liquid to actually get it really well incorporated, you're having to do a lot of extra mixing, um, which isn't going to help with you know making your cake light and fluffy. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yes. Go ahead. Uh, and then the the liquid ingredients is two eggs, a cup of buttermilk, one cup of strong black coffee. Uh, and then half a cup of vegetable oil. I like to use sunflower oil uh, and some vanilla. So the we talked about the the structure building and the structure weakening. Um, so in here you've got those that flour um, and eggs, and then the weakening ingredients with your buttermilk um, and your sugar. So this cake is delicious and it stays really moist for a long time. Um, because of the the oil, oil because it has a, or it's it's liquid at room temperature. When cakes are in the fridge or out of the fridge, an oil cake will taste m- more tender because it has it's liquid at room temperature, whereas butter hard at room temperature. Oh gosh, you're good. Yeah. So it tastes harder. So some people will always choose an oil cake thinking that it's it's lighter. Okay. Yeah. Um, steam is important. Yeah. So you don't keep opening your oven door over and over again to see how it's looking. No. <laughs> don't do that. Um, actually, that could be another reason for a sunken cake is if you've peaked at it too early. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When a cake's cooking, there are three stages. Expansion, and that's when that heat um, in the steam from your rising agent is creating that nice air in the cake. So if you open the oven door, say say your cake's supposed to be cooking for 30 minutes, if you open it at 10 minutes and it hasn't finished expanding, it needs to reach a certain temperature um, before it starts to set mm. at that set stage. Coagulation. You're making me really yeah. hungry. I'm feeling quite hungry now thinking about it. Um, Jesse, I just cut the winder off the egg beater and attached it to my DeWalt drill gun, <laughs> says someone from... Hamilton. Jesse, my wife and two girls love baking. Oh, actually, before we get on to that one, um, your baking guest said 500 grams of butter for the buttercream icing. Did she mean 50 grams? Oh, no, I meant 500 grams. <laughs> um, that's a big batch. That's a big batch. I'm sorry if you almost fell off your chair. Um, I'm making a wedding cake at the moment. Well, I practice, well, I've got a wedding cake on the horizon. Not my own wedding cake. Um, <laughs> but um, so I'm making lots and lots of buttercream at the moment but that 500 grams of butter is enough for about a a two-layer cake uh i really don't like oil in cakes is one person it makes it taste oily mm. butter or margarine it is for me yeah that's interesting i again i think it would be about the ratio of what you have so a carrot cake usually has oil um and that's because the 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 carrot and the spices over, might overpower or kind of masks any of that oily taste. Okay. But if you wanted to make a vanilla, like a pound cake, you wouldn't use oil because it would it would taste a bit funny. 
Sally's chocolate cake recipe sounds exactly like the cake I learned to make 35 years ago, but mine needed a ring pan for best results. Oh, a ring pan? Yeah. Like one with a hole in the middle? Yeah. Yeah. You never used one of those? No. My wife and two girls love baking. Every year my girls want to make mum a birthday cake, but baking isn't my thing at all. What's the best fail-safe option for a dad that can't bake? I was hoping that we'd get this question. Um, I guess a few things. You can give a box cake a go. Um, Edmunds has some good... This is not an ad for them, but if you go to the supermarket, there are some good box cake mixes. Don't Um, fear the box cake. Don't fear the box cake. They they mostly just are the dry ingredients combined together. They do have some stabilizer and, and marked in up it in extraordinary ways. Um, oh, they'd be about six bucks. But yeah, you know. maybe not the. Um, I've seen those boutique. Oh, you're thinking ones. about the um, yeah. yeah, yeah, the the ones. Yeah, the ba- <laughs> get yourself a basic one for the gentleman listening. Yeah, um, and then you can follow the instructions. That it's got all your dry ingredients in there. The chocolate chocolate cake. Can't go wrong. You're adding some flour and some eggs. Just pr- make sure you preheat your oven. Um, I think you just have a bit of confidence, you know. I think you just give it a go because if this, if you've got X number of birthdays ahead in your life with with your partner, you know, start practicing because maybe by <laughs> the time she turns sixty, <laughs> you'll be able to make her a great cake. <laughs> What's a layer cake? Oh, just cake with. More than one layer, right? That you so you sandwich with cakes. icing in it. Yeah. Okay. Go on. So you bake two cakes and you yeah. put one on top of the other. Yeah. Okay. With icing mm-hmm. or maybe cream and jam. Yeah. But you could make and three you would layers. do that. Why? It looks pretty when you cut into it. Uh huh. But also, I think it has a better distribution of icing to cake. Right, because you have some in the middle. Yeah. So instead of having a tall cake with the icing all on the top, it gives you. A nice even distribution. Um, Sally, you'll be surprised to hear I've only got five minutes to go, and I want to make sure that there's something you really wanted to cover. I've got plenty more questions, but is there anything you do? You are my producer, after all. Anything that I've um, that you really wanted to cover that I haven't got to yet? Otherwise, I'll just keep going through my questions. Here, oh, the-, the one thing that I thought was interesting to know is that the song, the Happy Birthday song, um, was it had written by two women in Kentucky for uh, a kindergarten, and it was called Good Morning to All, uh, and the copyright only just recently lapsed on that tune about uh-huh. five years ago. Which is why you'll suddenly start seeing it in TV shows and yeah. movies. Yeah. And you won't have them singing for He's a Good Jolly Good Fellow anymore. Yeah. Okay. Um, that is a moderately interesting fact. Thank you. Back to cakes. How should I store my cake? Because, you know, I bake it for my wife. She has a piece. The kids have a piece. I've got half a cake left. Airtight container. Fridge or not fridge? If I am going to eat it in the next couple of days, which hopefully you will, I'd put it in the fridge. Oh, leave it out, sorry. I'd just leave it out so it's at room temperature because otherwise the buttercream or the icing or whatever you have, it's going to, you know, goes all hard. It's not as, not as fun. Mm-hmm. 2101, if you've got a question, don't go jumping or dancing near the oven while the cake is baking, says somebody. Oh. That'd be a hard rule for you to follow, I imagine. <laughs> um, how someone really liked your idea of adding rhubarb puree to the icing, but yeah. they ask how much because won't the water and the puree split the buttercream? Oh, you just want to make sure you've stewed it and then uh, squeeze off some of the liquid. But also, buttercream can 
actually take quite a bit of liquid. You don't need to be too afraid okay. of um, adding too much liquid. What's fondant? Oh, that's um, an, it's well, it's an icing. Um, you know what fondant is? I don't. Oh, it's you use it to cover sometimes a wedding cake or a fruit cake most commonly, but you can also shape it into make little people like making little farm animals with little decorations to put on top of cakes. How um, is it different from buttercream? It's a it's an icing that you can mold. It's made of gelatin um, and icing sugar, so it's a kind of I'd say it's a pliable rubber texture almost. Rachel says, great cake guest, please get her back. We will. She works here. She has to come back. Adrian <laughs> says, Sally is excellent. Please get her back next week. That might be a bit soon. Uh, Adrian says, passion fruit icing for banana cake is her favourite. That's a good one. Oh, yeah, that's great. I think with birthday cakes, I just want to say, we don't have that many opportunities to celebrate things in life. Um, and it's one of the few rituals that we have that you can just do for fun. Um, and it's so lovely to make someone a birthday cake. And you can, there's lots of cakes you can buy, but I think taking that time to, to make a cake is really lovely. So because we're coming up to the most common birthday, if you're listening out there and you have never made someone in your life who's important to you a birthday cake, I think this could be your time to give it a go. How would they get that chocolate cake recipe? Well, we, we have it so we could put it online. Uh, let's do, yeah. Yeah. Okay. And it has a peanut butter icing. So I make the buttercream and then I add about half a cup of peanut butter. Come on now. Yeah. And then you whip that and it, it, it it's delicious. That's a good combo. You've said that you think um, maybe, is it cream cheese icing is too much with chocolate cake? Some sort of icing yeah. that might be too too rich. You want to get the balance a little bit right. Cream cream cheese icing I think goes best with your your fruit, your carrot cakes. It does go nice on a banana cake I've got to say. I only use ring tin. There's no problem with the centre not cooking. Also, I've only ever used beetroot juice for pink colouring. It's amazing. Yeah. Also great. So many ways to to colour your frostings just with stuff you already have. Mm-hmm. Turmeric, make a little pale yellow. Um, how much money would we expect to spend on the ingredients for a cake, Sally? It depends if you're a person who has stuff in your pantry already. If you already have quite a bit of, you know, maybe you've got some flour or sugar, you could probably go to the supermarket and spend about $15 getting ingredients, although depending on where you're getting your eggs from. Mm. Um, you're, you're only using two or three. So I would say about 15 to $20 would do you a good cake. Quick fire, fan or conventional heat for cakes? I use conventional. What? Some people say some people will swear by fans. Some people will swear by conventional. Okay. Depends on your oven. You be consistent, and then you'll learn yeah. what your oven does. Which is best, standard flour or self-raising? Standard. Control control your own rising agents, okay. and you might not get through your your self-raising flour fast enough, and then it might go off. James says, "What's with the cup measure? Weight is easier and more accurate." He is correct. Uh, weight is easier and more accurate, but. It's a bit more accessible sometimes to use cups. Not everyone has scales or things they can weigh with, and you can still get great results. Uh, he also says pineapple on carrot cake makes it beautifully moist. What yeah, do you think? that is a good one. Would you make a themed kids' cake? Only from the Australian Women's Weekly <laughs> birthday book by Pamela Clark. Do you need special tins? No, I think you just need standard tins. Um, you can get them from the supermarket. Lots of op shops have heaps of tins. Um, yeah. Um, I've got a really complicated question that's just come through from another Sally. Unfortunately, I don't have time to ask it because it's 3pm. We did it. Thank you for your service. 
Thank you for having me. Sally Ward is RNZ producer. You can see why the show sounds so good with her behind the scenes. And she's been our cake expert today.